Hi, welcome to Kineo Stream of Thought. I'm Paul Wesley, Solutions Consultant at Kineo, and today we're discussing microlearning. Pleased to say today I'm joined by... Krista Woodley, Learning Consultant. Rory Lawson, Account Director. Matthew Meller, Senior Lead Learning Designer. Cool, thanks very much. So, a lot of noise in the industry around micro-learning. I think when we read any blog posts recently, they've all got micro in there somewhere along the line. So, I think it makes sense to start with the obvious question. So, what do we mean by micro-learning? So, I'm going to kind of go straight in there and kind of set it off on a negative note, perhaps. So, micro-learning, you probably won't hear me when going into talking to my clients, go in there and say, I want to talk to you about micro-learning today. It's Are they asking you for it, though? So is it an, a, a phrase that they've heard and there's a misunderstanding around it? Or, or explain to us why you wouldn't be saying that. Well, I think what we see through the requests coming in through the door, for example, um, whether that's through the website or other, um, that there are people asking for micro-learning. Yep. But when going in and talking about learning, I wouldn't start off with, I'm here to talk about micro-learning. It just feels a little bit strange to jump straight into a term that's been wrapped around perhaps a specific delivery, a specific kind of solution. Um, So, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of it. And there are lots and lots of reasons which will come out in this talk today as to why micro-learning may be one of those terms that's been put out there in the marketplace. It's a bit of a buzz, maybe. Yep. Um, but actually, there's other things behind it that are beneficial. And those are the things that perhaps we should be talking about rather than micro-learning straight off the hat. Yeah, so if we've got an hour-long course, you know, breaking that up into 10, six-minute sections and calling it micro doesn't make it any more fit for purpose it was when it was an hour-long course. But can I no. just say, I mean, that's nothing to do with... That's not to do with the term is it that's bad design so you don't stick a label on it to improve a bad design you improve the design so so although you know potentially there's quite a lot of baggage around the term micro learning is there such a thing as well designed micro learning yeah I think there is there are definite benefits to delivering content in a way that is more accessible for learners, especially nowadays when people are time poor. Um, they need something that is, you know, the shorter. Um, they need something that they can reach out to as a just-in-time type tool. There's some of the benefits of micro-learning. Um, but I think micro-learning as a term for me just carries a stigma of people just chopping up content and throwing it out for no reason at all other than to convert something into something shorter. I think we, from a design point of view, to go to your question, are there good design principles around it? Yes, absolutely. And if we think about what the end user need is and what how they're going to apply what they're being taught within that micro-learning piece, then you can start to think about good design models for shorter deliveries. And, and, and what, what defines something as micro? Is, is, it, is it the length of the piece? Is it what it's aimed at? Because I know um, is it Josh Bursin said something about it's, it's just the just-in-time training is, is, is micro or can be micro, but you wouldn't use it for the, for the bigger pieces. So is it defined by that length, or, or am I missing a point on that? Well, I think that in the industry at the moment, it really is just the length that is, is the common theme that goes through how it's being described. Um, it's not really design principles 
that are being used consistently across the uh, the industry that I certainly see. Yeah. No, I think certainly it's a generic term, isn't it? And we all bring our best practice to it. So certainly we have our own idea of what best practice is for that. Um, but Wikipedia, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Wikipedia says it's an emergent paradigm, which basically means we're all just, you know, in the industry, we've all got a sense of what we think it is, and we're all just working that out in our own ways and together. So, you know, that's why it's interesting that it's up for discussion and up for debate, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we take the time principle, um, it's interesting how you determine what is a micro. So, yeah. Is it yeah. one, two minutes? Is it five, six minutes? Or, you know, longer? It's really awkward to describe, actually. So perhaps it's better to look at it from what the end user's need is. So do I need to look something up, point in time type need? That doesn't sound like micro-learning to me. That sounds like something else completely different. That's more Googling for, for the answer. So that might be just more of a performance support piece yep. that they're looking for. I think that's where micro-learning can be really helpful when it's combined within a kind of wider programme. I think it's, you know, I think whatever we call it, that kind of approach of just things that are very short, I think is great. I think it's really modern. It's obviously where, you know, everything is headed. Let's assume I'm the client mm -hmm. and you've come in to meet me and you're not going to mention micro to me. I absolutely get that. Historically, the way that's worked is I would get someone like yourself or myself to come into a business because a piece of learning I need you to design for me. What you're saying now is you're going to look at what I'm actually trying to achieve, and you may achieve that by developing six, seven, ten micro pieces that are going to help me achieve that one thing rather than designing one. Is that what you're saying? Or am I, are you expecting I, me as the client to say to you, listen, I want a suite of ten pieces of micro learning? I would still tend to focus on um, whether it's a learning need that you're trying to solve yep. or whether it's a performance need. Uh, or even an experience that needs to be wrapped around both of those. Um, Micro-learning sounds very solution-focused and a wrapper for a solution. Yep. Yep. But underneath it is actually there are some genuine drivers for delivering learning in a, in a way that's shorter and more concise and so on. Um, but it might be talking about it in different ways. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So Matt, how, does that, how do you have to adjust your approach to, to, to go down this route? It really is context dependent. So let's say, for example, that your micro learning is uh, supporting a bigger piece of learning. It could be follow-up pieces that are more about giving chance to, for people to take part in activities later on. So it could be a five-minute activity that follows as part of a that kind of testing effect. So people can take a quiz later on, five-minute piece, just for fun, but it re-engages them with the content. Yep. Um, it could be a piece that's actually a lead up to a bigger piece as well, or it could be um, performance support. Really, it's a case of looking at the content and thinking about one: does it actually realistically break down into these small pieces, as as Rory's saying, and then looking at really where that fits in a much much wider blend. So really, it's not about repackaging the same learning in smaller chunks. It's more about completely different solutions. And I'd add, I think from a design point of view, sometimes that opens up the horizons, doesn't it? It brings mm. you more opportunities and more variety within the design solution. Because when you might have historically been a learning designer, now you are potentially a video designer. Yeah. You're designing the audio. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You're designing the entire kind of solution architecture in a different way and possibly a more complex way as well. Yeah. And are there certain 
topics or um, certain pieces of learning that you think lend themselves particularly well to micro? Or, and, and the flip side to that is, are there things that we just think, you know what, we can't do that? So compliance, for example, or, or is it a, an approach we could use for pretty much any topic? So what does work, I think, is using media for micro learning. Mm. So media is a great way of condensing content because yep. you can say things much more clearly and quickly you know, through the use of audio or also through animation, video, video, animation yep. and so on. So I think what we've seen quite naturally is an increase in that type of medium coming through and being embedded within micro learning, but then wrapping around that other interactions that play off the back of, say, video. You know, present a scenario within the video or an expert clip and then ask questions to help embed that afterwards. So I think we're seeing a lot more of that in micro-learning. Mm. Um, and that, I think that's a good thing. So just picking, um, up, just picking up on that for a second then. So that could work really nicely in a situation where we are providing certain pieces of the, the learning, if you like, and then maybe the client themselves might have a video interview. That So can they, they help sort of almost becomes a bit of a combined effort to create the overall curriculum? Yeah, I think it becomes more collaborative in the design yeah, approach, exactly. if done well. Um, but we still see those examples where it is, here's my two-day face-to-face programme, here's the manual that went with that, the facilitator notes. Make it into a bit of micro-learning, please. <laughs> Make it into another piece of learning. That, that does not interest me at all. It's more about solving a genuine problem behind yeah. it. So just going back to that point about the media richness, um, that lends itself so well to mobile learning, which is increasingly what people want more and more of. Um, so I think those are two kind of parallel parallel shifts in the industry as well. Yeah, so, I mean, micro-learning is a, a great format for mobile delivery. Um, there are kind of conversations going on that suggest that actually, although people want mobile learning, they're not actually using it. That's right. So it's a bit of a contentious one, but actually micro-learning does fit well onto a smartphone, for example. Um, and if you embed media into that, then it's perfect medium. So I can see lots of benefit in that area of the market. I think we just need to keep a few things in mind. It's not an approach for you know, dumping content in smaller chunks. That's not what it's about. Like any learning, it needs to be aligned with good design principles. It doesn't matter how long it is. You know, Ultimately, it's got to have a, a good design underneath it. And most importantly, it still needs to align to the needs of the learner. Well, thanks again for your time, everyone. I'm sure we're never going to agree what uh, we're going to call this. But uh, if you do want to continue the conversation with us, you can pick up with us on Twitter, where we're at Kineo or you can download a copy of our digital transformation guide at kineo.com.